following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. just want to say uh, thank you to John. Um, this church, um, if you don't know, makes and matures disciples. Uh, John is, is one of those leaders, the church elder. There are several others, um, but... Uh, he must have saw something in me to say, hey, I'm going to give this guy a chance. Um, I've seen the stuff that John does in people. Obviously, that's why I'm here before you today. Um, I desire to come humbly, and uh, I'm a little nervous. Um, but I believe that God has, uh, has given me a good message to present to you today. Um, hence, being a little nervous, I thought that my brother Rick would have been up here to kind of provide me that moral support. You know, when you get a little nervous, you get... Uh, a little sweaty, maybe? I don't know. I just brought my deodorant and my towel. I, I didn't really know what to bring. But <laughs> needless to say, we're going to go ahead and start. Um, what I'd like to do is uh, call up my uh, wonderfully handsome and talented assistant. Uh, Peter, are you here? He's on his way. He's on his way. Okay, great. Peter's on his way up. And if you notice, he's got a wonderful ensemble with a matching tool bag. Look at that. Come on up, my brother. You can come right up behind here and set that right on the altar there, and I'll have you just keep a safe watch over it. Okay. You think we ought to call the kids up? Yeah. Let's call all the kids up here to gather around the altar there. I think we got something special in that bag. And if you could spin that bag around, that's a nice designer handbag. Who's that made by? Oh, Makita. Okay, I started to see all the men. The men are kind of drooling a little bit. Tools, maybe. Okay, food. I doubt some food, but maybe some tools. Come on up. Come on up. Oh, we got all kinds of kids. All right, this is great. Okay, Peter, if you could open up that bag for us, and nobody else can peek in, but Peter's going to pull out one of the, one of the items that's inside that bag. Yep. I think it's on the other side. There you go. He's doing a great job, isn't he? Didn't have any time to practice at all. Look at that. I think we got it there. We'll try to come back a little more. There we go. Reach in and pull just one, just one of those items and show, the, show your friends behind it. What do we got there? Ooh, look at that. Any idea what that is? It's like a hammer or a saw or something? What is that? Oh, somebody said a kitchen item. Okay. What do you think it's used for? Oh, somebody said it. Scooping up something? Spaghetti or pasta? Exactly. It's a pasta tool. Okay. Set that one aside. Reach out in there and pull out another one. Ooh, what do we got there? Looks a little, looks a little different, right? Soup spoon, yep, for chili. A ladle, very good. Boy, these guys are sharp, aren't they? All right, next one. What do we got next, Peter? Ooh, are these guys good or what? We'll just give that a little push, push it in, and then give it a push, and then it'll open up. There you go. Look at that. Wow. 
Okay, set that one aside. I think we got one more in there. Oh, these guys are too sharp. I got to find like some tougher items here. Great job. Great job. Pancakes and burgers, flipping stuff. Right. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. Where might you think we find some of these items? Kitchen. What about when you guys leave your house and go someplace to eat? Restaurants. Exactly. Okay. And stores. Yeah, you got to buy them in a store, right? Okay. Okay. And uh, if you notice each of these, do they look the same? No. No, they're uniquely different. But there's something really cool about them. What do they all do, do you think, that's similar? Help. Um, you got help. it. Okay, they absolutely do. But I'm looking for a key word here. What do they do? To, they do something with the food. They pick it up. I think I heard it. Everybody, what is that? They serve, right? They provide some kind of serving. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. Do you guys know that each of you are like these kitchen tools? We all look different on the outside, and we have different talents and abilities. But the really neat thing is that we're all here to serve God. Isn't that kind of cool? All right. I just want to share a, a Bible verse with you. This is Deuteronomy 13.4. It is the Lord your God you must follow, and him you must respect. Keep his commands and obey him. Serve him and hold on to him tightly. Okay? What I'd like to do before I let you all loose is, Peter, you can throw all those back in that bag because i got to get those home to my wife because she's got to cook dinner. You're absolutely right. All right, guys, we're just going to close. We're going to close in a prayer, okay? Uh, dear Jesus, we want to thank you so much for the amazing things that you do in our lives. We thank you for the wonderful abilities and talents that you bless each of us with. Help us, Jesus, to be better servants for our family and our friends. Amen. All right, you guys can go back to your seats. And Peter, you can take that right back with you, sir. How's that? And thank you. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, well done. Thank you very much. Uh, again, good morning. Thank you for the time to, uh, to share some stuff with, uh, with the kids there as well. Um, raise your hand if you've ever played charades. There's a couple hands that aren't, so let me rephrase that. Uh, is there anyone here today who's never played charades? Raise your hands. Oh, we got a couple there. Okay. Charades is a game in which someone acts out a word or a phrase by using hand or bodily gestures to silently describe a particular word or phrase that the audience tries to guess. Okay. It's pretty simple. I'll act something out in front of you, and you guys try to guess it. Okay. Um, I'm going to do two different acts, but before we do those two different acts, I'm going to give you a little warm-up to see if you guys are any good at the charade thing. Oh, you guys got it. 
Okay, we're going to jump right into it then. Okay, got a couple of ground rules we're going to lay down here first. Okay, sometimes this game can get a little crazy, so to prevent all of you from becoming unruly in the house of the Lord, I think it would be best that if you raise your hand if you think you know what the answer is. Okay, remember, there's going to be two acts. Okay, I see a few hands right now. Okay, they think they have it. Okay, the next act. If you didn't get that one, let me try the professional version of that. Any takers? Service. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well done, my good and faithful servant, Ken. Okay. Uh, today's message is on serving others, God's design for you. If you're anything like me, you're probably asking yourself, how do we know that we're supposed to serve? I thought life was all about me. Sound familiar? Well, allow me to let you in on a little secret. It's not. It's all about our gracious Lord and Savior, Jesus You know, Webster's Dictionary defines serve as a verb, meaning to perform duties and services for another person or an organization. I see this puzzled look on some of your faces. You're asking yourself, who is this guy, this clown who's standing at the pulpit preaching today or pretending to preach the word of God by playing these silly games? Okay. Well, allow me to introduce myself. I think this will explain everything you need to know about me. I know what you're thinking. Wow, we're in the midst of a real-life hero. I've served 30 years in our country's finest military service, the United States Coast Guard. There may be a few members with us today who disagree slightly with that statement. But who better to stand before you today and preach about serving, right? Wrong. Don't be fooled by the awards that are on display behind me. As a matter of fact, all they really are is a bunch of ribbons, patches, and pins. They are of no real value. As a matter of fact, the shadow box resides in my basement at home. Let me tell you about the real me. I'm a sinner. My name is Mike Brabant. I was born in Pompano Beach, Florida. My parents divorced when I was young. I moved to Gorham, New Hampshire with my mom and my sister where I grew up and graduated high school. I got to spend all my summers with my dad between Florida and the Bahamas due to my dad's employment. You could say that I had the best of both worlds. After graduating high school, I joined the U.S. Coast Guard. As a single guy, I lived life to the fullest. If there was something I liked or wanted, I went after it or I took it. My life was full of sin. 
and I'm talking horrifically full of sin. Growing up, I kept $3 worth of God in a brown paper bag, figuratively speaking, that I used to rely on when I got myself into a jam. In case you missed that analogy, God wasn't really in my life because I chose not to keep him there. To this very day, I'm lucky to be alive. The choices I made and the countless people that I hurt along the way will be with me forever. Who I am now is none other than a child of the king, a man who has been truly blessed with a beautiful and loving wife, Tatiana. I'm a very proud father of three amazing children, two daughters, Anastasia and Shelby, and a son, Nikita. God has truly blessed me with a family that I don't deserve. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of wonderful things in my life that I don't deserve, extended family and friends. The greatest blessing of all is my Lord and Savior, Jesus. You may have heard a thing or two about him. He's taken a very broken sinner in me. He's picked me up and dusted me off. He's helped me to clean up my act. He's helped me to heal from the pain that I've caused in others. Most of all, he's forgiven me of my sins. How great and awesome is that? Well, enough about me. Let me share with you God's unique design in you for serving. Believe it or not, it all starts before you're even a twinkle in your mom and dad's eye. The Bible tells us that God personally saw each of us being created. In fact, he personally formed us. So simply put, each one of us is handmade by God. How cool is that? Psalm 139, verses 13 through 15 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Two key words in verses 13 and 15, knit and woven, made me think of the many wonderful things that God knits into each of us as he creates our inmost being. Some of those things that come to mind are love, kindness, compassion, caring, generosity, just to name a few. Mixed in with that are a host of talents, skills, abilities, and gifts. I'm a visual type of guy. When I read something, I often try to picture it in my mind as to what's taking place in front of me. I'd like to jump back quickly just to Psalm 139, verse 13, and read that again for you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. <clears throat> when God created you and I, I don't visualize God's process as this assembly line at all. It's more like he's in a special room designated just for you. And it's only you at that precise time that he focuses on with his creation. This makes me think of my church family. I think of Linda and Lee. God added some extra compassion 
when he was molding the both of you. How do I know that? I've seen that. I've seen it not just here in the church, but I've seen it outside of that as well. Mark, Joel, Joel was up front. Where is he? There he is. God added some handsome features, some glasses, and just the right amount of technical savvy in the realm of audio engineering and computer networking. Their work reaches far beyond these four walls that surround you this morning. Deb, who's not here, Kathy, God added a little bit of that of those necessary ingredients required providing that special nurturing, caring, and healing that nurses are known for. The other Joel and Ken, God added the right amount of rhythm and bass to bring together a special sound that brings you to your feet and makes you want to sing aloud to our glorious Lord. Those two words, knit and woven, also bring forth wonderful memories of Peg, Fran, and Heather. Over the years, many of us have had the pleasure of seeing each of them knit. There's no doubt that the finished products that each of them have produced contain the same woven things that God puts into each of us. Those beautiful products that they've made consisted of puppets, baby clothes, winter hats, scarves, mats for the homeless, and even a doggy sweater or two just to name a few. You'll notice that in almost every occasion, those items being knitted were for someone else, someone who had a need. Now, just because I haven't mentioned you by name this morning doesn't mean that you were born giftless or without talent. It's that Mr. Aaron told me that God gave me a time limit and that I must stick to it. All kidding aside, God has truly blessed every one of you with just the right amount of gifts, talents, and abilities to serve in every capacity that he has hand-picked for you. If you're a person who's pressed for time, believes that their time is more important than anyone else's, sound familiar? Is always searching for a reason to do something else rather than help? Selfish, greedy, or just plain not wanting to help because you've prejudged someone's need for reasons that convince yourself as to why you shouldn't be helping that person to begin with. You're disappointed, you've been rejected, or you're just plain lazy. Well then, welcome to my world. All these are poor excuses for not wanting to serve. I like to think that I've changed a little over the last 53 plus years, that little change for the better in my life is solely because I'm learning how to surrender to God. Asking Him to take control. Asking God to allow His will to be done through me. Not for my glory as in the years past, but solely for His glory now. Serving. Why do we make it such a tough thing to do when realistically it's pretty easy as long as you follow the instructions? When I say instructions, it's really God's instructions. It's his word that I'm referring to. How many of you have ever bought something with instructions and you didn't even bother to read them? I know I'm not the only one in here. 
the outcome is truly the same. You don't read the paper instructions, and the item you just attempted to put together doesn't work properly, and or you've got a handful of leftover parts, and it's just a matter of time before that thing fails. Learning to serve is exactly the same. It provides, or God provides all the direction we need in his word. It's just a matter of spending time in it, as well as spending time with fellow believers. He uses to strengthen and fine-tune us. Just for a minute, I'd like you to stop and ponder the thought of just how many different and truly unique, or how truly unique we really are from one another. God created us so differently from one another, yet his design and purpose is that we support each other. Complete with different sets of personalities, skills, and abilities, God specifically created us this way because we are designed to do the things God wants us to do. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Let me reread a portion of that. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I don't know about you, but I see serving there, and I don't think it could be any more clearly spelled out for us. Have you ever stopped to think about all of the jobs that are available in the world today for people to do? There's that word again, people. If you've been here before, you've heard Pastor Heath say that we're God's most prized possession, people. The unique thing about every one of those jobs available for people to do is that each one provides some sort of service for our fellow human beings. Reminds me of God's perfect design plan for each of us. There is a troubling side to that statement I just shared with you concerning the jobs. Unfortunately, Satan, tempted man, and his sinful nature has perverted, twisted, and created several of these jobs that are not in line with God's will. Prostitution, pornography, the selling of drugs, just to name a few. These are not the type of serving that we're going to focus on today because it's not what God desires. What God desires of us with regards to serving is easily summed up in these verses. Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help him. God is never unjust. He never forgets or overlooks your hard work for him. God knows your efforts and love and ministry. Let God's love for you and his intimate knowledge of your service for him strengthen you as you face life's challenges. Proverbs 11.25 says, A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. You've heard the saying, what comes around goes around. It's better to be one who refreshes others rather than the one who causes hate and discontent. Matthew 23.11 says, The greatest among you will be your servant. Jesus challenged society's norms. To him, greatness comes from serving. 
the giving of yourself to help God and others. Service keeps us aware of others' needs, and it stops us from focusing only on ourselves. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Jesus uses this picture of measuring grain in a basket to ensure the full amount. If we are critical rather than compassionate, we will also receive criticism. If we treat others generously, graciously, and compassionately, these qualities will come back to us in full measure. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Some people, well aware of their abilities, believe they have the right to use their, their abilities as they please. Others feel that they have no special talents at all. Every one of you has been blessed with gifts and talents. Find yours and use them. If you're not sure where to find them, pray to God. He'll show you exactly where they're at. 